It is Melbourne Victory Membership Day on 1116 SEN. Be a part of the Victory's team. As a member this season, they celebrate their 10th anniversary. Never been a better time to join. Go to gomvfc.com.au or call 1300-GO-MVFC and win a signed shirt by the entire squad as we catch up with Carlos. Awesome! 20 yards On Halftime, the world game with Carlos Alberto Diego from Fortiegos.com. For auction your car, car auction this Saturday. He always satisfies me. This is Carlos Alberto Diego, Fortiegos.com, at Fortiegos on Twitter, and of course, 11 p.m. Wednesday night. That's tonight, people. Until midnight with the Four Diego's, the boys back together. Carlos, good day. How are you, Half? How are you going? Very well, mate. Very well indeed. Great to be here. Nice to have you back. Missed you last week. Where was I? Oh, I think some oh, the little, Star, yeah, yes. just a little kitty's little award, really. <laughs> kitty's little award. It is yeah. a little kitty's award. You're right. I know. I hope exactly. you were inundated with uh, complaints. I was. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I was. My email <laughs> inbox was jam-packed. <laughs> Who are these blokes? Get Carlos back on is what they were yeah. ch- chanting, Carlos. I was kind of hoping I'd be invited to be there with you and Terry Wallace to... You know, just uh, dissect what was going to happen on the day and who the little kitties that did well, you know, over the season. And we stuff thought like there that. might have been too heavy a bias towards yeah. Marcus Montepelli. <laughs> it's true. Or oh, the Western Bulldogs. Should have won it. Considering your yeah. allegiance, yeah. Carlos. <laughs> That's right. We thought there might have been just a little bit of bias. Yeah, it's true. But it is good to have you back. And, of course, I did mention it's Melbourne Victory Membership Day for us here at 1116 SEM, which is great because not only do we get to... Uh, give listeners the opportunity to win the shirt, signed by the entire squad if they join up today. But we get a chat with yeah. the the people that make the Melbourne Victory tick, and we've got the best of all the chats this <laughs> afternoon. The coach of the Victory, Kevin Musket, joins us. Muskie, g'day. How are you, boys? Good. Great to have you in, mate. Appreciate your time. No problem. Real pleasure. What's it like this time of year for the coach as we build up 30 days away from the A-League? Yeah, hectic, um, but it's it's been good. And I think there's been, you know, the, the distraction, if you like, if we want to call it that, you know, I certainly don't uh, think it is of the FFA Cup. Uh, this year round has give pre-season a, a, a different focus yep. uh, and obviously we're still filtering through the squad you know we've added a few bodies but uh, you know there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to, to add to that squad uh, as we speak. There's plenty of topics for us to discuss today. I want to touch on the FFA Cup uh, firstly because yeah. you're still involved the mighty Melbourne victory and you've got yeah. the mighty Tuggers uh, looking forward to yeah. seeing how you go against Tuggeranong United. Yeah. When is that game? Next Tuesday. Uh, is this something that Melbourne victory want to win? Yeah, without doubt. I think, uh, you know, we're not going to shy away from the fact. And, you know, sometimes uh, you want to shy away from the fact, but every, you know, all the A-League teams want to go out there and it's the inaugural competition. Obviously, it's a, a trophy that's uh, available, so we want to win it. Uh, we're not going to shy away and, and use the excuse it's not really that important to us. So then uh, if we get knocked out, you know, it's, it softens the blow. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the teams want to win it. And maybe, uh, you know, there's been a, a few that haven't made it, to, you know, as important as, as, you know, we've declared we want to go and try and win it without doubt. Of course, Kev, uh, the uh, F- uh, FFA Cup was based on uh, the FA Cup, yeah. the romantic FA Cup that we all grew up with yeah. over there. You played in many, many games there across yeah. a number of teams in Scotland, also the UK over your playing career. What were your memories of the FA Cup? I mean, the build-up over there, I mean, I just, yeah. it was just fantastic moments just watching it from over here. 
Yeah, and it's, uh, again, you know, like uh, you get an opportunity over there, it's a little bit different. There's so many games where, you know, the early rounds of the FFA Cup, or the FA Cup, sorry, uh, teams, the biggest teams, you know, use squad players and, and rotate and, and, and do all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, I had some you know, great times in the Cup. I'm fortunate enough to, to have quite a, you know, a couple of good runs winning at uh, uh, the FA Cup in, in Scotland, obviously, with Rangers and uh, playing a couple of semi-finals and uh, making a final as well with uh, with Mill. So you know, I certainly enjoyed it, and uh, you know, I welcome the initiative. It's uh, uh, from my perspective as a, as a coach now, and I certainly know from the players' perspective as well. Uh, it's certainly welcomed. You know, having some serious competition. Uh, you know, throughout the pre-season. Have you felt that there's been a a joining of the the bodies throughout the country, considering the opportunity now that there is to play and be be all as one to, for this one cup? Yeah, and I, I mean, I made a point as well of uh, making sure, you know, I spoke to all the Melbourne teams that, uh, you know, were in the round of 32 and wishing them well and, and, and speaking to them, you know, what it, what it meant to them, yeah. you know, how they were approaching things. And, you know, we've still got four teams from, from Melbourne in the competition. Uh, so from their perspective, you know, all semi-professional and having to travel away interstate, it's, uh, you know, it's a massive buzz for them. And, uh, you know, once again, I hope they get, uh, you know, we all get through into the, into the round of eight. Of course, there's added romance too, because mm-hmm. Carl Valeri, the new recruit, Yep. There, we love uh, a great soccer who over the years played in Italy for a long time 15 years, I think, and uh, now picked up by Kev there at uh, uh, Melbourne Victory. His old club, his junior club, is Tugger on Nog. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so, ah. so, club, yeah. so hey, you're gonna have a word to him about the emotions and the tears beforehand, uh. and the parents and the family turning <laughs> up because they're Italian. They want tickets. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can be the one that breaks the news to him, but after traveling back from Europe, he's not coming across the camera. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no. you, you're gonna break a lot of hearts, Valeri Hart. Over there, oh, that's nah, for sure. Brave man will leave him out. He's uh, <laughs> he certainly had a smile on his face, uh, you know, coming to after the, the draw. You know, another great initiative, the draw being live on, on Fox Sports. You know, yeah. I think it's just adding to it. And, then, yeah. and the longer this uh, competition goes on, I think it'll build into uh, something special. And we're treating it like, uh, you know, we respect the competition at the moment as well. What was your wash-up from uh, last year's A-League campaign? Okay, what, what did you see, yeah. the, the issues that you needed to address? Oh look, you know, maybe before we get to the issues, I, th- you know, that's two years in a row that we've, um, you know, failed at the last hurdle, so to speak, and um, you know, I was a little bit disappointed uh, the fact that the way it uh, panned out, you know, in the in the ACL. Um, you know, late on in that game, you know, things could have been so different for us. You know, uh, you know, certainly not using an excuse, but you know, a, a decision our way, you know, could have made so. Well, you know, well, yeah, I'll, I'll say you don't have to. No, I'll it say sta- it was a stonewall penalty, but you know, we, we you know, possibly could have scored and should have scored before that. So, and then the same thing happened uh, against Brisbane. So, I think the heartache uh, from you know those two performances, if you like, at the at the last hurdle, we fell apart. You know, the uh, initially the, the the mindset was you know right across everything we do we're going to have to get you know a little bit better yep. um, to to obviously go one better this season uh, having time to go away and, and reflect you know my mind I didn't change my mind and everything we had to do whether it was analysis uh, uh, players, structure, discipline, right across the board, we had to do everything a little bit better, which will hopefully keep hold us in good stead and, and, and get us to that uh, final day of uh, the season that, you know, two years in a row now we've missed out in the final day and, and been beaten by the eventual champions 1-0. So yeah. uh, we're out to correct that this season. Now, Kev, do you factor in, are you uncompromising with your evaluation of it? Because if you factor in the fact that Ange was plucked away for the Socceroos. You came in. Yeah. Uh, you had to sort of find your feet a little bit as a head yeah. coach. Uh, there was obviously uh, injuries through the year. That Those yeah. inexplicable sort of inconsistencies at time yeah. where I saw at times in your press conference you were a bit frustrated that the yeah. guys couldn't get consistency given that they were playing some fantastic stuff at times. Yeah. Do you actually 
sort of when you evaluate, take that into account and say that there are some extenuating circumstances to maybe just missing out? Yeah, you can. You can, and I think, uh, but then, you know, add to that the international, you know, calls we had right through that campaign and, and the ACL. And, but, you know, I tend to look at it like if you want to be, you know, part of Melbourne Victory, you, you, you join the football club and, and success is measured by trophies. No two ways about that. And, uh, yeah, we were, you know, but, you know, we were good at times and very good at times and played some very good football. But, uh, you know, finding that consistency, and that's the aim this season, will we'll deliver success. And, and success is measured by trophies at this club. Um, so rather than you know con- concentrate on you know they were missing for this game, uh, there was obviously structures that were in place and, and okay different personnel comes in into the team, but you know we should be close enough to you know what's what's required and what you know what we're expected to see. Um, so yeah, I was critical and uh, and you know to miss out like we did, uh, you know just you know, I was really you know I didn't want to look back and and use things as an excuse. You know it's okay it's going to drive us to go on this season, but uh, I certainly didn't want to be seen to be uh, using an excuse. Or you know the, the two decisions that went against us. You know, don't, they were just stonewall decisions that went totally wrong for us. So you know things could have been so different for us, but but they weren't. Mm. Mm. There's lots to talk about. Kevin Muscat's mm. our special guest this afternoon, coach of the mighty Melbourne Victory. Carlos, of course, from the Four Diego's. We love his work on a Wednesday afternoon. If you want to join up as a member? You should. Ten year anniversary. Best team in town, gomvfc.com.au on the web or 1300-GO-MVFC. You do it today, signed shirt by the entire squad up for grabs. More Kev, a few calls through uh, as well, 9429-1116 coming up after this. 22 past one on halftime, Carlos Alberto Diego is with us. Uh, we're covering the World Game today and uh, we're very lucky to have the services of Kevin Musket. As our special guest in the studio, coach of the Melbourne Victory. On Victory Membership Day, go mvfc.com.au or 1300 go mvfc for your membership for the 10-year anniversary of the mighty Melbourne Victory. Kev, um, we were speaking before the break about some of the issues from off-season. This is your first real crack. This first yeah. full off-season to yourself as a senior coach. How different has it been as opposed to just being thrown into the wall, into the mix uh, yeah. early last year? Look, I think I've I've said it a number of times. I was fortunate enough to have a you know uh, you know a pre-season or two with Ange. Um, yep. So you know I had a good grounding from that perspective. But yes, yeah, to being totally in control of the pre-season, yes, my first one. But obviously, I was heavily heavily involved last uh, pre-season. What we did, and look, I've enjoyed it. And uh, you know the the side of the you know the first time, obviously having a uh, you know put a squad together and get players in, and and the amount of time that that takes, and uh, and obviously you, you you know you're competing with European markets and markets and South American markets, so the times uh, time zones and doing all that sort of stuff takes up a, a hell of a lot of time. And uh, within that as well, the structure of you know the way we're going to play, the philosophy of our team won't change, but the structure will change. So making sure we don't miss out on any of that, and uh, you know we've made some good progress from that perspective, and and in terms of uh, bringing bodies in, we've made uh, I think. Very very good progress as well. Now, Kevin, you, uh, you're you very measured. You're very mm. contained with the way you go about it. But how excited are you with your spine right now? Uh, mm. Matthew Dallapierre, and there yeah. you've got uh, uh, Carl Valeri, who I'm a big rap for. Yeah. You got, uh, I've, him noticed, next to, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, uh, you got uh, him next to Mark Milligan, who I'm a big rap for too. Uh, mm. Barisha up the pointy end uh, as, as a major prong. We're now Arch, no pressure on Arch. Mm. I tell you what, you've kept a low. This is all oh, under sorry. the radar. Melbourne City think, you know, with all the money they've got, they're going to go crazy. <laughs> But uh, you've got to be happy with that spine. 
Oh, at this point in time, I think we're all... Uh, He's jumping up no, and down, no by the way. Yeah, no, the one's, <laughs> no one's lost any games, no one's lost any points, so we're all, uh, we're all safe. And look, I am, I am excited, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, I think we've got some, you know, you've mentioned a few players there, but, you know, we've got some serious competition now also, all of a sudden in those areas. Uh, you know, there's, there's other areas that, you know, we were very uh, uh, young in terms of the, 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 the people that we played in those, but they're, another, they're a year older. And uh, last season, all the youngsters, we had 20... Uh, we had 10 players, 21 or under, uh, and we got 165 appearance into those 10 players. So, you know, you know from, from our perspective, uh, you know, it was measured last season and we were, we were only just short and uh, we'd like to think that those uh, younger people in our squad have matured. And, and a lot of and those younger have. kids were playing in the Asian Champions League too, in cutthroat yeah. games, which I thought, yeah. and they did very well, yeah. a lot of them too. And that's, you know, going back and, you know, I was uh, I was a critic, I, you know, hold my hand up before I get, you know, torn to pieces on by calls. I was a critic of the, um, uh, the, the Asian uh, AFC uh, the, Cup uh, at the start when I was playing because I just felt it was an unfair fight and we, we didn't really have a have a chance. But all of a sudden our squads are better and uh, you know travels you know a lot easier and, and things are made easier. And all of a sudden we're you know it's a fair fight and you can see that the three teams last uh, campaign were, were more than competitive. Mm. You know Western Sydney going through and ourselves and Central Coast you know going you know right to the last game to the wire. So the fact that you know we didn't uh, make the final and, and move on and we did, we missed out on Asia. Uh, is you know bitterly disappointing because I, I felt that because we had those games you know come January the intensity the level of concentration lifted because you know all of a sudden everyone genuinely felt they had an opportunity to play a game because we had so many games and I made it no secret of the fact that you know the best available team and that was regarding you know you've got to take into consideration health and fatigue and everything was going to play and uh, and that I think propelled our season and and I think in the last twelve odd games I think we lost two or fourteen odd games mm. I think we lost two so. Um, you know, we were justified in that area, and it's another reason why I'm disappointed we didn't go on and, and, and get into into Asia. Mm. Well, let's get to John and Glenn Huntley, boys. He wants to uh, ask you about your coaching, I think, uh, Kev. John, good afternoon. Yeah, good day, boys. Good day, Kev. How are you, John? Yeah, good, mate. Hey, um, I, I was going to ask you a question about your transition from um, playing to coaching, but you sort of answered that with yep. your pre-seasons with Ange. Yeah. But what I wanted to say was I'm not a big soccer fan at all. And everything I love about soccer is because of you, Kev. <laughs> Thanks, man. I follow Wolverhampton because of your time there. Yeah. Um, I, I love the way you play, but I also love Pepe from Real Madrid. So, uh, okay, I can see. Well, I'm not too sure it's a compliment, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I was real wrapped that you uh, got the coaching job after being a player. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to say how much I love the way you play, brother. Much, much appreciated, John. And uh, it'll be good to, you know, if we can, you know, bring as many bodies as we can, you know, from from other codes that are played in our uh, wonderful sports city here. I'm, I'm sure you'll be pleased if you get down and come and watch our games uh, about the excitement and entertainment that's on offer. Well, good on you, John. Thanks for your call. Peter's in Deer Park. I want to talk about the current squad, Muskie. This will be interesting. Yep. Pete, good day. Uh, not, not bad, Kevin. It goes without saying that to win the A League Championship, you need quality players, players with uh, superior technical ability, players with skill, endurance, burning passion, and absolute commitment to the cause. I know that yep. the expectations of the Melbourne Victory Board are very high for next season. Yep. They would like you to win the. Uh, a league championship. How confident are you? Uh, can you uh, uh, go yeah. all the way uh, with the current squad? Uh, what are your expectations? Can you build our hopes a little bit high and inspire Melbourne Victory supporters to become members today? I think the expect. I mean, I don't think anyone. You take this job and uh, you don't get a choice about the expectations. Uh, to be honest, because you know we. 
We've, you know, had some early success and, uh, you know, that's been driven by, you know, how, you know, the sort of club we are now. We're closing in on, you know, 18,000 members and, uh, you know, uh, it goes without saying that the club uh, wants success and at this point in time I'm very optimistic, uh, you know, albeit it's very early but, uh, you know, I'm very optimistic that we, we want to go one step further than we did last season and, and that's obviously win it and to do that we're going to have to uh, get into that final game of the season. Uh, I think that uh, the current squad we've got uh, uh, is going to be entertaining and exciting and, you know, I still want to add to that squad uh, if I possibly can over the next uh, uh, four weeks. So, you know, all things at this point in time are travelling OK um, but, but like I said, you know, everyone's a, a world beater in pre-season, I suppose. Good on you, Pete. Uh, jump on board the victory train. See how you go in 2014-15. So we've got Borussia in, Delpierre in, Valeri in. Are they the only ins at this stage? Yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously we retained uh, you know quite a few bodies from from last season, and we've still got two spots available yeah. to us, and, and one being a, a visa spot half. And um, you know I've I've made it clear that you know I want to. We need to get bodies in. We need to get some some bodies in, but uh, just didn't want to rush into, um, you know, into jumping into something. I think you know we've got to take our time, and you know, hopefully, as you know, we'll have an announcement, you know, in the very near future. How late can you leave it, considering the, the season's a month away? Yeah, you look, know, integration I, look, and style. Yeah, and ideally, you know, ideally you want to uh, get them in as soon as you can, but yep. uh, uh, you take into consideration, you know, where they're at, you know, what they're doing and what clubs have, where they're training, and uh, like I said, hopefully. In, you know, in the near future, very near future, we'll be able to shed some light on some some players coming in. We're so, scouring the globe for the at the World Cup for these type of players. Yeah, look, I think uh, I went across to I went across to Brazil, and uh, you know, it was more about networking. You know, when I was there, you know, all the players on show there were probably you know a little bit out outside our budget. <laughs> half, but, uh, uh, but, they got uh, mates, they yeah, got mates back at their clubs, and family, yeah, younger brothers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was networking and, and met some met some good people and. Uh, uh, managers, agents, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, one or two things have come out of it. And, uh, you know, we, we're shaking the tree all over the place, to be honest, and we'll see what falls out. And, yeah. uh, at the moment, we're, like I said, you know, we're, we're close in a few things, but these things happen, you know, you get close and it disappears some, from time to time. But uh, we're working uh, diligently to, to get some bodies in. So, how disappointed are you you couldn't keep Troisi in the end? Yeah, look, uh, and uh, that's the thing. I mean, we've never really spoken, and it's not, you know, it's club. I just think out of respect, we don't speak about, you know, players coming in their contracts, and nor should I think we should do it, you know, about players going out. What I will say is, you know, James was great for us last mm. year. Uh, so, you know, reading between the lines, you know, why wouldn't I have wanted him, wanted him to stay around the place and keep him here? Um, you know, I had a number of discussions and conversations with his representatives, and, uh, you know, it was across everything that was going on. Um, in his own personal situation, and you know, it it just become that it was it was almost impossible uh, to keep him at the club. And you know, what we've got to understand as well that the the loan uh, the loan deal agreement uh, has changed from from last season, so it's not as easy to to complete loan deals and uh, and so forth. So in the end, you know, it was you know, like I said, you know, we walked away, and, and James, I, I, I'd like to think, and you know, he's told me personally that you know he appreciates what you know we could do for him as a club and a team. He got himself to the, in the World Cup squad, uh, and from our perspective, you know, we were very pleased with the output uh, that he gave us. And just on shaking the tree before, it's an interesting mm. point. And what's been the reception from the rest of the world? And I'll, I'll call it the Del Piero effect of getting yeah. a superstar player, megastars from across the globe to come yeah. to Australia and play football because mm. they see it as a place that they can obviously have an impact yeah. in the competition, but also from the, the brand point of view, here gets wider recognition on the on the global stage. Are you have you seen that there's been a, an easier access to the audience because of the ADP mm. effect, perhaps? Yeah, and, and 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 he was probably the highest profile 
but there's there's been others as well. But and and there has been because I think we've you know got to the point where players you know get offered to you. Uh, and bigger name players, uh, and then trying to do a deal when they actually find out, you know, with the constraints of the salary cap, and you know, it starts yeah. getting a bit harder. But initially, the 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 volume of players and the caliber of players that um, that the representatives do show interest has been massive, and I've no doubt that that's uh, you know what it's what it was from. I mean, even the players that have been linked to, to clubs, um, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of them are probably not true, but uh, there's certainly been a few that uh, have shown you know certain interest are coming. Well, all of a sudden, we're worthwhile being linked to. That's, that's a positive. That's <laughs> yes. a positive thing. And eventually, we'll get a few of those big names in as well. Twenty-eight to two. Kevin Musket is our special guest, coach of the Melbourne Victory today on Melbourne Victory Membership Day on eleven sixteen. SEN the website gomvfc.com.au or give them a call one three hundred gomvfc to be a part of the Victory team in season 2014-15 in the Hyundai A League. Carlos Alberto Diego is with us as well, and we'll all be back after this. Stick around. 21-2 on halftime. Carlos Alberto Diego is with us, talking the world game. And, of course, see he'll be back tonight with the rest of the Diegos, the four of them. 11pm uh, until midnight every Wednesday night on Melbourne's Home of Sport, 1116 SEN. It's today is uh, Melbourne Victory Membership Day on Melbourne's Home of Sport. Big season for the victory expected. Uh, Coach Kevin Musket is our special guest in the studio with us. The 10th anniversary. Be a part of the action, excitement and block- blockbuster games, including the first one. Uh, with the Wanderers at Eddie Head Stadium. That's going to be a corker to kick it off. Sign up at gomvfc.com.au or 1300-GO-MVFC. If you do it today, you can win a signed shirt by the entire squad. Muskie, we were just talking during the break uh, with Carlos, having a chat about the world of football and the world of the A-League, and the marquee player. I mentioned before the ADP effect and and, uh, the traction that gets around the globe and the access of players you get to. But how difficult is it, uh, a decision from a coaching point of view, philosophically, to get, yeah. Do you get the best player for your spot or do you get the best player for your, for your club? Yeah. I think they're different arguments, aren't they? Yeah, and from, it's quite clear from, from where I sit in the role I'm in, you know, you know, first and foremost, it's, it's about you know, getting the marquee player in that's going to you know, suit your style and, and add value to the way you want to try and play. Yep. Um, because you can get caught up exactly as you're saying, you know, what's good for the game or what's you know, good for, the, for your team. And I've no doubt that uh, depending on, you know, take Barisha, for example, you know, he comes in, he's our foreign marquee, but I know he's in the way we're going to play. We're going to get, you know, Good value from him in terms of uh, uh, you know how we want to play. No, he's not in the same mould in terms of the uh, you know what he brings to the game as a, as a Del Piero. But uh, trying to find that you know that medium, and I think it's important that you, as as a coach, you know, you I'd be very headstrong on that. That you know I'd have the final say in mm. terms of what you know what's good for the football team, and and after that, the marketing and the commercial side of it has to fall into place. Is there pressure from the club for that marketing commercial side? No, no. No, not not from day one. Uh, I've you know I've not certainly heard or felt any from from that per, uh, perspective at our at our football club. Um, and you know I'd all day long I'd go down the route of uh, bringing in a player that's uh, that's going to suit the philosophy and and of the club and and suit the playing style of the team. Well, you certainly brought one in uh, with uh, Barisha. Uh, yeah. Tell us about it. Obviously, uh, fan, opposition fans and many opposition players yeah. hate him. And uh, I'd like to know whether you used to hate him before you coached him because uh, he's one of those guys that really rubs you up the wrong way. But if you play with him, he's a goal machine, scores for fun. And it sounds like he's just slotted in beautifully with you guys. Yeah, and again, um, you you know we're easily you know I suppose you can stereotype by just watching someone and not have anything to do with him, and, and it happens in all walks of life. You know, he uh, very early on in the you know the the negotiations or the discussions, uh, you know, I could see a, a person that was driven, uh, was only you know satisfied with success, um, and then as soon as he you know finished with Brisbane within. 
within a short period of time. He didn't go on his holidays because he wanted to settle his family in here in Melbourne. So everything about him suggests that he, he meant business and he was serious. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, you get to pre-season and, uh, you know, the players have seen firsthand you know, just how intense, you know, he is uh, when he's working. You know, yep. you know, going out there, he considers it a job and he's working and, and training is at the... And, you know, all the then three players, you know, added to the group of players we've already got and the Broxies and the Archies and, and Ados, these guys who have been here, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I can see an intensity in training that, uh, um, you know, possibly has increased, you know, from last season. So the reaction's been good from the players as well. They've bought in, they've seen that and adapted. Yeah. Yeah, without doubt. And he is who he is, and he wears his heart in his sleeve, yeah. and you know, he's an emotional guy. But, uh, you know, deep down, if you ask, uh, you know, anyone who's had any dealings with him, he's a, he's a gentleman. He's a, he's, a, he's a good guy, and he's a gentleman that, uh, you know, loves winning. When you are getting a player like him who has yeah. uh, a reputation in the league, do you go to your leadership group and discuss whether or not they think he's the right fit? Or is that just a decision made for the, by the coach? Uh, no, not yeah. Well, look, I, I, you know, again, you do your due diligence, and uh, you know, I've spoken to enough pe- enough people to uh, to get a guarantee about what t- type of character and person he was. Mm. Um, and I've no doubt uh, that you know, once it was announced uh, that the playing group was you know satisfied that you know he was joining us, there was it's clear that uh, you know he's been brought in to make us better. Uh, and it's just one of those uh, you know things that I was speaking about before. Every department of what we do, we've got to get better, and that was one of the. Um, the football, the personnel size of things that uh, you know we need to get better at. He scored twice on the weekend, did he? A three nil yeah. win over Perth at Amy Park. Yeah, it was our first uh, first hit out against uh, A League opposition, so it was uh, it was good. It was worthwhile. You know, obviously it plays it. It's played at a at a higher tempo to to the other games we've played and. Um, and uh, you know we've done well. You know structurally we've 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 looked at it. We've reviewed already. There's things that we can work on. Uh, but all in all, it was a, a decent hit out for us. And uh, as you said, he, he got on the score sheet a couple of times. So it just keeps him quiet for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John's in Pasco Vale. He wants to have a chat to you, Muskie, if you don't mind. Johnny, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon, Kevin. Hello, John. How are you, mate? Good yourself. Um, just from the fourth. Uh, from the two false nines last season, how will you be playing this season with yeah. um, Brewster up front and Gee behind you and probably two holding midfielders? Is that how you'll probably be playing? Yeah, and, and that could be, you know, we we we, um, we put numbers to it, you know, we call it a 4-3-3, but the reality is, uh, um, you know, whether we've got, you know, one, whether it's just Gee on his own in behind a, a Barisha, if you like, or whether it's uh, two in behind him and one holding midfielder, we can be flexible from that perspective um, and understand also, you know, if you've got someone like Mark Milligan, he can, you know, he can get box to box and do both roles. So, uh, but one thing's for sure that the philosophy of the team and the football club won't change. You know, it'll be uh, proactive. You know, we want to uh, entertain our fans and attack and, and, and score goals. And, uh, you know, that's a big part of uh, being involved in this football club. And we've got an obligation as uh, the team that represents Melbourne Victory to go out there and do that. So, uh, basically, hopefully, we're, you know, exciting to watch and, uh, and, and can bring some success. Good on you, John. Thanks for your call. Now, Kev, your kids, uh, we've been talking about the, the new recruits mm. and some of the uh, older yeah. guys who've done some, some yeah. wonderful work for the club over the years. But uh, Connor Payne, love yeah. Connor Payne. Uh, Scott Galloway. Uh, Galloway. Yeah. Uh, we've got Nick Ansell, who I think... He went from a boy to a man in one of the Champions League games yeah. last year. He just, it, was home, it was home here against uh, John Book, wasn't it? Um, yeah. He just stood up and he was just yeah. fantastic. Uh, even Jesse Macaroonis, who hasn't played a lot of football, but he played a lot of Champions League football yeah. with you last year. Just yeah. quality young guys. Jason Geary is Jason another one. Jason Geary yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah. That's what I was talking about before. And 
Um, you know, I've actually stopped referring to them now as uh, young players because, you know, they're, they're good enough. You know, they've got a, um, you know, I think they've got to the point where, you know, they were involved in the first team and uh, uh, I suppose that, you know, they now know that we've got trust and belief in them. Uh, and uh, I sometimes get the feeling, and I've said it to them, that, you know, I'll probably, you know, sit there and think I've got more belief in them than they have. Yeah. You know, so we're trying mm. to, uh, you know, change that mindset. And uh, and I've no doubt that they've matured, you know, watching them this pre-season. And, uh, you know, they've certainly matured, in a, in a, you know, uh, from their... In, within their character, but also within their football. Um, so, you know, we we're expecting big things from, from them as well. Does that come from your background? Because I believe, I think I saw you play as a 16-year-old for Sunshine George yeah. Cross all those years ago. They brought Sunshine you on. Sunshine George Cross. And, uh, and you were playing. And, I mean, you you actually up against men and you just you really held your own. Do, yeah. do, you, do you sort of come from that angle that you've experienced that if you're yeah. good enough, you're old enough? Well, and, and, and because, you know, and you try and, you know, find a trigger or find a, a point where, you know, you can make them understand that. And, you know, I always try and refer back to the point, well, uh, you know, no one's going to pick a team that's going to make them uh, weaker mm. or no one's going to pick a team that's not as strong as the one they could have picked. So if you're picked in a team, you, you're picked for a reason because you're good enough and you're in our best 11 at the time, you're in the best 14, whatever it is. And and it's not easy for the, for the younger people because, uh, you know, then all of a sudden there's pressures of, you know, I've got to perform to stay here, and and who knows, you know, what state they're from. If they're from Melbourne, they've got family in the in mm. the in the crowd, and what pressures they're getting from, you know, parents or whatever. But you know, I th- uh, I think uh, you know from what I'm seeing at the moment, you know, it's instilling that belief and then confidence in them because, you know, like you said, you know, you look at the Garyers and 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 go back to the 165 games we got into, you know, the, the young players, young people last season, you know, they've got to draw some, mm. some confidence from that, that, uh, you know, they're part of a, a team that wants to be successful. Mm. Solid foundation for the future without a doubt. 12 yeah. to 2, Kevin Musket is our special guest uh, with Carlos this afternoon. We'll all be back after this. Kevin Musket, the coach of Melbourne Victory, is with us on Victory Membership Day with Carlos Alberto Diego. Carlos, you wanted to uh, just throw the... Um, Subject open a little bit and just talk about Socceroos with them. yeah forty six uh, forty six caps you keep yeah, a, bit, a couple of here left uh, yeah fifty one fifty one or something yeah, yeah no, no, short I, I, sorry mate I, I was going to say mate. eighty or something yeah. he was going to correct me down <laughs> maybe but. those maybe the five were unofficial <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. uh, listen I saw you uh, yeah. uh, captain the young Socceroos uh, two two uh, World Cups in a row mate you were underage yeah. playing for the first one but uh, uh, yeah. the boys at the moment uh, you mm. obviously spent a lot of time with Ange uh, working mm. with him uh, you know his philosophies you know yeah. his training plans. Uh, how do you see the team right now? We saw the uh, the, the the team of commentators of Fox Sports yeah, boys, Bozzer and uh, John Aloisi and yeah. Slater, really worried about the fact we're not winning games right now. Yeah. Are you worried? Not at all. Not at all. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes, like, you know, like we were saying, you've got to be careful what you wish for because, you know, if we wanted results and results immediately, we could have went down a different path. And, uh, and, and then Ange's, obviously, mandate would have been different to what it is. Uh, I think it's it's dangerous now to start building uh, unrealistic realistic expectations, even with the Asian Cup coming here. You know, I'm looking at that game the other night, and I, I thought, mate, I was excited about, well, we're making progress, because all of a sudden I'm seeing uh, younger players in the team that are going to be here for uh, a period of time, and you can see some someone with some sort of vision going forward, players coming in and doing reasonably well, because what we've got to understand as well, uh, you know, we've got to... We get, we're trying to select a squad for the World Cup. One or two or three players are, aren't available through injury, the cruisers and these guys. And then the pool was, was mm. empty. Mm. You know, we've got to start creating some, some, some competition for places. And the only way to do that is... Uh, Use these games as an opportunity. And yeah, look, it was the performance. I thought the first half was was good, and you know, structurally, 
Uh, it was very good at times, uh, and then it, you know lost its way a little bit, maybe in the second half. But uh, am I worried? Not at all. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure of one thing. I'm sure of one thing: the transition period that we spoke about, uh, the reason Ange took over, wasn't meant to last three or four weeks or three or four months. You know, this is the trans, it's going to take a, a little bit longer than that. And I'm suggesting past the Asian Cup. Mm. Well, otherwise you keep chasing your tail, don't you? you well, yeah, we keep going around in circles, and uh, and there's a quick fix. And I suppose if Ange's mandate, uh, you know, was to get results in the immediate future, in immediate like uh, time, you know, he's, you know would have went down a different uh, yeah. avenue, and, and possibly not even maybe taken the job because that's not how he operates. How do you see the Socceroos playing? When Ange's mm. got it right, he's got the squad settled, um, yeah. he's got the depth in the squad, yeah. maybe not for the Asian Cup, but maybe leading up to Russia 2018. Yeah. Will they be playing a Brisbane Roar or a Melbourne Victory type of game? Oh, look, I do know one thing. It's in terms of the, the, the shape and the structure, who, who knows? And, and that'll depend on you know personnel because you know coming into that squad, you've got you know, the, the Leckies who's getting games into him mm. now and, and the Robbie Cruz, uh, Cruises who didn't play. And also, you know, you've got some real weapons in those wide areas, so... You'll pick a team and a structure accordingly. Uh, but, uh, you know, one thing's for sure, we'll see a proactive team, you know, that want to retain the ball and, and have effective possession. But uh, it's certainly, uh, I think as well, when we come away from it and we're looking from the outside, I th- you know, we, we take our eye off, you know, where we were. Mm-hmm. And let's yep. be honest, you know, we were, you know, you know, we were heading somewhere we didn't want to be very, very quickly, if not already there. Mm. Um, so it's going to take a little bit more time. All right, Kevin Musk, it's our guest. Carlos with him as well. We'll take a break. Uh, we've been very, very appreciative of the time of Kevin Muscat this afternoon, coach of the Melbourne Victory with Carlos Alberto Diego. Adelaide this week, uh, in Adelaide, Kev, just another pre-season game, ramping up towards the Tuggers next week. Yep, uh, in preparation. Uh, it's good to have these games because, uh, you know, you get a feel of the intensity starts increasing and you're playing against bodies uh, you're going to play against in the season and you always know you're getting close to the start of the season. Yeah. So, um, optimistic about it, but optimistic, very optimistic about the season. Well, it's going to be great to see you in action not too far away. It kicks off the Hyundai A-League for the victory against the West Sydney Wanderers, 10th of October at Etihad Stadium. It's going to be an absolute beauty. Great to see you, Kev. Thanks for coming in. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Thank you. All the best to you, Kevin Musket. Carlos, well played by you. Thanks, mate. I'll be looking forward to the Four Diego's tonight from 11 on Melbourne Victory Membership Day. Always good to catch up with Carlos on a Wednesday.